Hey, hey, lovebirds. Welcome to the For Richer or Poorer podcast. I'm Jane. And I'm Jake. And today we are talking about creating meaningful and memorable family traditions. And for me, these are kind of the things that like makes your childhood and makes it exciting and happy. Growing up, we had lots of different traditions. Some were big and some were small, but they were all meaningful in their own special way. For me, growing up, traditions were really important to um, stay connected as a family, as well as just really enjoy things that are coming up in your life and coming up in the coming months to really look forward to. I think that's something that's really funny about Jake is he always has to have something next to look forward to. It's like after we get done with something big, he's always like, okay, what's the next thing? I totally agree. I feel like I've always had that because of my mother and the the kind of excitement that she's shared or she's had throughout um, all of my life. And we're super excited to be able to share some of our traditions and kind of talk about why traditions are important and how we can make them more important for our lives. So we are so excited to have the legend with us, Miss Marilee Larson. Hello. Hey, mom. We are so excited to have you on. Seriously, my mom is the perfect person for this podcast. She's all about making traditions and making things, as we said, exciting and fun. And this should be a really good journey. So I'm really curious, Marilee, when the kids were little growing up, what was your favorite tradition as their mom? Well, we had so many fun traditions and our family and our home really centered around having a good time. And it was like Jake said, it was funny when he mentioned that he always liked to have something to look forward to. Um, That's always been a big philosophy Uh, for me, is to always have something to look forward to. And I always felt like when the kids, if they were having a bad day or if, you know, they were starting school and maybe not looking forward to it, it was always a big thing to say, okay, what do we have to look forward to next? And, you know, you can always look forward to all the holidays and vacations, but I would like to throw little things in between, um, little activities that we do as family and make them bigger and make them funner. And so we'd really just, I would love to hype it up and get excited and have a countdown calendar and, and you know, just, just make things bigger than life. And so that was really fun. Tradition-wise though, um, what, what Wes and I did was we took things that we loved from our childhood and decided that, you know, we took what we both liked And then we just let things evolve. We kind of watched our children grow and develop and see what their strengths were and their interests and their hobbies and their talents. And then we just really ran with it. Now we had three boys and one girl. So their dad was real big on doing boy stuff with them that I wasn't so much. (laughs) For instance, scouting, camping, sportsman's expo that kind of thing. And, um, and it was my job to just get everybody excited. I like that. Jake, when I asked, what is your favorite tradition growing up? What would you say it was? That's so hard. There are so many things that I really enjoyed 
Um, a time that we loved so much was the summer. And I remember summer days doing so many different things outside. And the the little community pool that we had not too far away um, was just somewhere I have so many memories. And I remember we'd grab a bunch of quarters and we'd walk to the cabana club from our house. And it was always such a fun day, fun opportunity just to be together as a family and to just soak up all the memories that that we could. I like it. Those are fun things. Um, I went to the cabana club once. Did you really? Yep, just once. With your dad? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think they just filled it after that. It's gonzo now. (laughs) Sorry to like crush your childhood memories and and dreams there. Yeah, it's unfortunate going on walks now there in Sacramento. Um, it is it's gone. I don't know what what are they turning it into? No, now? I don't know. It's a mess. It's really sad. Just kind of blew up our yeah. our memories, huh? Yeah, yeah. But they can't take them away. I definitely remember remember all the the pictures we have and <laughs> and going from from the Cabana Club. We we also went to Sunsplash a lot, uh, which of which of course it's not that that far away from from our house, but. When they, I remember when the season tickets would come out, we'd all get excited and go to Sunsplash and go get our little pass and take our picture. Go to Sunsplash right. a lot. That's awesome. So you kind of mentioned, Marilee, already that you and Wes just kind of let your family traditions evolve after you identified, you know, what was important to you and what you mm-hmm. guys enjoyed right. as children. And I know you are super good, you know, at bringing the fun and bringing the excitement. But also your family has a lot of, you know, spiritual traditions and maybe traditions within your religion and, and that sort of thing. So how did you balance fun and meaningful traditions together? Well, you know, there's, um, there's an element of importance that we put on each activity or each tradition. And certainly the spiritual aspects were very important to our family. We're very involved in our church, and and there are many traditions within it, such as baptism and um, missions, temple attendance, other church activities. Um, The kids always went to, especially for youth, which was a summer program for teenagers. And so those those traditions, um, I don't know if I would really even call them traditions as opposed to just part of our life, because really, I would say our religion defines us uh, as a family, and um, we're very Christ-centered. And so, yes, I like the word meaningful because they were meaningful, and they were tradition. For sure. For those who are unfamiliar, within our church, we have a twice a year general conference. Yes. And it's when all the leaders of our church you know, come together and give us messages of hope and inspiration and guidance. And in my family, general conference was a weekend that you got to stay in your PJs and a weekend that was really kind of a free pass until I was an older teenager and I actually had a desire to want to know what was being said. But besides that, it was kind of like, whoo, this is awesome, you know, free Sunday in my PJs. (laughs) And it's it's televised. Yeah, you can do it at home. We'd always build forts. And yeah, it was, it was so much fun. (laughs) Um, So one thing that really impressed me coming into the family and, you know, ultimately one of the reasons why I really 
fell in love with Jake is because the gospel was so important to your family. And, um, you know, just those things like general conference and state conference were really important. And so you're right. You know, it it may not necessarily be a tradition in itself, more of a way of life, but there are things that, you know, if you didn't do them, it would be weird. True. And you'd feel like you're missing out. Yeah. And I, I believe that that spiritual aspect or the traditions of a spiritual nature really helps to um, unify us as a family and to um, lessen contention. I mean, there's always contention, you know, when you've got a lot of kids in the home. But I think that that brought some peace, an element of peace into our home. And, and it just strengthened our bonds of love for one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the other thing that I was just thinking about that coming into family, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool and kind of interesting is after, so, um, you know, once a year they have a special session that's just for the women and a special session that's just for the men. And Jake told me after the first one with the priesthood session is what's called, I have to call my dad and tell him my favorite part. (laughs) Jake, what is that about? So it's, it's the three things that you take away from general conference and then three things that the prophet shared in ge- there in general conference and every every year you know that you're going to talk to dad and curtis does it scott does it i do it those are my two brothers and it is uh just something that's been forever um that i can that i can remember my dad has always been um, a man that spirituality is extremely important and taking things seriously and trying to improve and be the best person you can be. And it's such a great opportunity during general conference weekend when they talk about ways that we can all improve and we can all be better. So it's just a great way that we can recap some of the favorite things that we learned and and see how we can apply it. And you know, Jake, he did that as a bonding for you and your brothers. Yeah, it worked. connect with you guys. And I think that I see that is something that you might take in your future. If he ever gets a boy. <laughs> if you get a boy. <laughs> um, drop that. That you would do. I know Curtis is planning on doing it. Oh, I'm so. sure. I don't know why you wouldn't. Absolutely. Right. It's, it's yeah. such a, it's so ingrained yeah. in us and, and we all love it. We all. Yeah. And, and when, and getting back to traditions, I think that that, it's just, it's a bonding thing, you know, when you, you do the same things at Christmas time and exactly. Thanksgiving, like run to feed the hungry, you know, we yes. love doing that. We, it's love just such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we love the state fair. We love Disneyland. We love decorating the house for Christmas mm-hmm. right after Thanksgiving and bringing those boxes down from the attic. Yeah. There, there are so many, there's so many rushing memories. We all sleep in the same room on, on Christmas Eve. There's, there's just so many little things that really seem like not that big of a deal, but we really did my entire life at certain times of the year. Like it, right. was, it was just so, so structured right. in that exciting way. Not like, oh, we got to do this. We have to do this. No, it was like, like yeah. we already said, you made things so exciting. And where did, where did you get that mom? Where did you get that? I need to make this fun and for, for all of my kids. Because I I love fun. I yeah. love being happy. I love positive. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in the power of positive thinking. When I was listening to your podcast, 
um, that you had with Melissa, mm-hmm. um, she mentioned that you are how you think. Your your mind, you have the ability to decide how you want things to turn out or how you want to think about, uh, you know, your thoughts are your own. And I can't say it as good as she can, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But just having a positive attitude in the home, being happy, being excited, it just, it's just easier. It just makes life better, right? It totally does. And and remind me, I, I don't know much about uh, my grandma. Um, there, of course, your, your mother. My mother died at a young age, yeah. How much of what she did resonates with you? Um, yeah, you'll find that you become your parents as you get older. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I like to think that I, I took a lot from her. She was a wonderful person. She was just an angel. Everyone loved her. And she was very kind and very giving, um, very charitable so it's interesting just how you take things from those people that you spent that so much time with it, that right. you made the memories with you did. Absolutely. It's so interesting that you found what, what jived and what worked for your family right. when you were a child and, and bringing it into what, sure. what you want now. Yeah. The apple does not fall far from the tree because <laughs> if anyone has ever met Jake in person, he is the most nostalgic person (laughs) and if it was once one way it always has to be that way (laughs) including like when you get ready at disneyland and when you have to be there and exactly what ride you go to first it is it is hardcore ingrained (laughs) it's who we are girlfriend (laughs) oh and she's understanding that she is definitely it's been it's been nearly five years Uh how many times have we been to disneyland together Twice. We've been twice. I can't even tell you how many times I've been to Disneyland. I don't know. Well, our family, it was Disneyland and trips to Utah to see family. Like mm-hmm. that was. Yeah. It was. It, it's a lot to to really make sure we we spread the the joy and the love and keep it rolling the way that we enjoy and that we get excited for. And you know, speaking of family, I think that a lot of our traditions do center around extended family. Very important that we wanted you guys to know your your grandparents before they died and um, have relationships with your aunts and uncles and cousins. So many of our vacations and certainly holidays were spent with our extended family and that has always been very, very important to us. So you created a lot of really fun traditions with your kids. Um, what are some traditions that you and Wes have together as a couple? Well, we are entering into a new phase of our lives. We both have retired recently. Right now, our interests really are, and traditions are travel. And um, he's busy with church um, responsibilities. So that keeps him busy. But we just start, we just started doing everything together. It's really great. And I look forward, moving forward to establishing some new traditions. So what do you guys do every single Friday night? We go on a date without <laughs> fail. <laughs> without fail. So yeah, that's that's been a longstanding tradition um, that we've enjoyed. We still do. I can remember that for gosh, Friday nights. You you 
you both always did something. I, yeah. I can't even remember when I when you started doing that. Yeah. Probably before I was born because I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. It's it's really impressive. Why why have you felt it's so important and so necessary to keep well, that? You know, when you have a lot, yeah, when you have a lot of kids, you need to have time to yourself. And he has had he wasn't home much, you know, between his church callings and his work and uh, community things. He was just gone a lot. And so then you guys kept us really busy. And so it was important that we took time for ourselves, for our relationship to, you know, have time just together to talk and catch up, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's important to have those big family traditions. Mm -hmm. Um, Also recognizing that you have to have your traditions within your own relationship as well. Right. Um, and that can be on, you know, so many different levels or be as creative as you want to make it or not. Um, but that, you know, you don't have to have kids to have really fun, memorable traditions in your family. Right. So we have three tips, um, that can help you just start traditions. If you're wanting to spice up your family life a little bit or do something different or make something more meaningful. So, Tip number one is recognize important family events or rituals. So that could be, you know, birthdays, holidays, could go more on the the private spiritual side as far as like family prayer, family scripture study, whatever that is, but recognizing what is important for each person in the relationship. Yeah, that's so true. It's really important for us as a family, things that we've set into place to make quality time important. We like to... Um, just do things as a family to make sure that each feels cared for and loved. Um, it's crazy for us, our situation right now, Peyton's three and our our next baby is is on the way. And we're doing so many things to try and prepare for that, but also give each other time. Um, and we we love it. It really it really is exciting. I think one thing we've identified as being really important is birthdays. Yes. Um, and tip number two is why are those things important? Like what meaning do you want to give it? And I guess in my perspective, we celebrate so many things in our culture, right? Like in American culture, we celebrate President's Day, someone I've never even met, right? Who they have all greatly influenced our lives one way or another. But why don't we make birthdays big? Right? Like why are we not celebrating the people that are closest to us that we love the most? And celebrating the reason they're here, right? And the fact that they're in our family. So that's, you know, going back to what you were saying is making sure that people feel loved, making sure that they feel really important. Um, and birthdays are just a way for us to convey that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I agree. I, I think everyone deserves to have a special day where they feel special all day and where they're loved and cherished and and so, yeah, birthdays are, are a big deal for me. I'm grateful for that. <laughs> so tip number one, recognize what is important for your family. Number two, why are they important? And what meaning do you want to assign it? And number three, make it a big freaking deal, right? Right on. Make it a big deal, include everyone. And again, going back to what's the meaning, at least for us, right? And your meaning might be different, but... For us is we want to make people feel loved, just a a complete part of the family. So make it a big deal, 
make sure everyone's included. Mary Lee, I have a big question for you because we all know that not everyone is always happy and not everyone always wants to participate. So what do you do when someone is just being sour and does not want to enjoy in the goodness of the tradition? Yeah, that's uh, that's always a challenge, of course. Um, and if it's depending on what the situation is, I think it's important to be flexible and to change it up if necessary. If um, if some of the kids are are aging up and some of the activities are more based on little children, you know, you've got to reevaluate all the time and and change it up to where everyone feels included. Um, and wait, Jake, did you hear that? It's okay to change it up. Oh boy, <laughs> mother, mother, don't, don't say that again, please. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really important. It really is because, especially when kids hit preteen, you know, or teen, some things just aren't going to fly anymore. And so, again, you have to reevaluate and look at interests and hobbies and talents and strengths and um and and even sometimes take that child who maybe is struggling a little or has you know some issues going on make them feel special and do something geared around their interest you know Mm -hmm. just got to be flexible so we've talked a lot about your guys's own personal family traditions and how everyone loves that so much and kind of your philosophies behind it We've given you all three tips to identifying and creating your own fun and meaningful traditions. Now, naturally, because, you know, I'm the crazy money lady, let's talk about money. Marilee, how the heck did you guys decide, you know, where to put your money and what the priorities were? So we did a few different things. We would earmark our tax return money, for instance, for our vacations. Hmm. we were pretty consistent with that because going on vacations was important to us. We decided that, you know, that was just something that was a priority. And so that's what, what that money went for. We also took a portion of our money, uh, our a paycheck out each, each pay period and put it in a special fund that would go towards gift giving, um, traditions, Christmas, you know, extra, extra things like that. And then, we took advantage of West work for the legislature in the state of California, and they had an incentive program where if you use the light rail and bought a monthly pass each month, you would get points that went towards gift cards. And so he took light rail every day for years and years and years, and we took advantage of that program, and I would save those gift cards for the whole year, and then I would use them for Christmas gifts. And I had, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. I know it was well over a thousand dollars plus each year that I could use for Christmas. And then he would get a Christmas bonus. And then I would get, when I started back to work, I would also get a Christmas bonus and I would use that for a Disneyland trip almost every year. So we just kind of earmarked, you know, for different things. So interesting hearing this. I didn't know that, but that makes so much sense. I remember the light rail. I remember running to dad as he took the bus. Mm-hmm. And that was that was part of benefiting you in the yeah. long run and saving on gas too. What a, yeah. what a win-win. Win-win. That's it. That is so smart, you know, because most of the time when people get gift cards, they're like, woo, 
ooh, I'm going to go spend it now. And that was something Jake and I did when we first got married Yeah, is like any gift cards we got for our wedding, we would save for like date nights or we would save, I think pretty much all of our Christmas gifts that first year were purchased with gift cards that we got the yeah. year before Yeah, <laughs> for our wedding. Yeah. So let me just clarify. So I would get the gift card and then I would actually go buy the gift with the gift card and give the gift. I wouldn't give a gift card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, my I mother is extremely that's, personal. That's my fun. <laughs> she, out she, the gift. she still gets mad when we're like, oh, just just money or just whatever. She's like, no, I want to get you something and make it meaningful. So she's hey, yeah. Like, yeah, I get that. I feel totally gypped. I feel like my motherhood has been stripped of me because there are no toy stores anymore. Oh, gosh. I like, know. Come on. What right? am I supposed to do for Christmas? Go to I Target know. in the three aisles that they have for girls under the age of 10? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So wrong. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I love that. Just being creative, using the resources that you have yeah. available to you. Right. And again, recognizing those priorities. That's something that we are so, so big on, which – it was episode number two. So if you're curious about priorities, go check that out. But I love how that guided your overall decisions and what you guys did. Yeah. yeah. Something that I think is really interesting, just reflecting on um, all of our traditions and Jake's, is that the most meaningful things, for the most part, really didn't cost anything. Hmm. So when yeah. I think about Christmas on our street growing up, Christmas Eve morning, we always had Illuminatia crafting session. And what is Illuminatia? Okay, so in New Mexico, it's a it's a Hispanic tradition, and so basically, what it is is it's a brown paper lunch bag, <laughs> and you put sand in the bottom, and then you put a little tea light in it. And the idea is that you're lighting the way for baby Jesus right, yes. to come to your home. Absolutely. Um, and so we would have a big giant sand pile delivered to one of the houses on the street. The entire neighborhood would come together, fill their you know allotted number of bags. We would all set them out. And then in the afternoon, all the neighborhood kids would go around and give the little neighborhood gifts. And that evening was a big like block party pretty much it at someone's home. So cool. So that was really fun. I love that. That's great. Yeah. We were so sad when we moved. We're like, what are we going to do on Christmas Eve now? Oh yeah. <laughs> what do you do? And they still do it. So we'll, we drive down on Christmas Eve just to drive, you know, down that street. Cause it's, it's beautiful. It's magical. Oh, it must be. Yeah. That's great. On Christmas, we got up at like four o'clock in the morning if you got up and the sun was up, you did Christmas wrong. It had to be dark outside to open up your gifts. Oh. And all of our Christmas gifts were always wrapped in red or green tissue paper. <laughs> and the names were printed and taped on the front. And that's how you knew Santa Claus was real because only elves could wrap gifts that carefully with delicate paper. Oh. And we always had our stocking. We were allowed to go through our stocking before our parents woke up but you couldn't touch anything else. And the very interesting thing is like, I remember these details, but could I tell you what the actual gifts were? No. No. Didn't matter. I mean, you know. Didn't matter. <laughs> exactly. And so we can create these big, powerful traditions that create unity, that create the bond right. um, that you need, you know, through your adolescent years and going into adulthood to have that support without spending a million dollars. Yep. So right? Like the the things that Jake remembers that he gets really excited about 
is the I'm Proud of You song. <laughs> and there's one more song. What is it? This song is very, very... Um, iconic? Yes. Very iconic. And it goes a little bit like this. Our state fair is a great state fair. Don't miss it. Don't even be late. Dum, da, dum, 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 dum. And we literally would do it <laughs> over and over and over. And I have zero shame in it because I love it. And it brings me joy. And it also destroys me that I don't remember the last time I went to the California Sacramento State Fair. I remember. Peyton you? was young. Okay. And you know why I remember? No. Because we established that the New Mexico State Fair is way better than oh the California State Fair. Oh my gosh, did we have to do this? <laughs> you know, New Mexico sucks at a lot of things, but fall is where it's at. Thank <sighs> you, COVID. Fall has been canceled. But next year, if anyone wants to come to New Mexico, our state fair is pretty freaking awesome. It's a big deal here. It really is. They're, they go all out. But uh, it's okay. You rodeo know- is huge and they do... Um, a bunch of really fun stuff. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my state fair. We can still sing your song. But That's Albuquerque, okay. New Mexico. <laughs> so yeah, the, the state fair, that was another thing that I wanted to make just bigger than life because yes. um, I wanted to have something at the end of the summer before the kids had to start school to look forward to. Yes. And so at a very young age, I would hype it up to the hilt. And we'd sing that song and we'd drive over when they set up the carnival there at Cal Expo and look at it before they actually open. And we were so excited. And um, and it, it was just the purpose of it was just something fun to look forward to. And I tried to make it bigger than life. And I'm happy to say that we all still love the State Fair, even though really it's not that great. <laughs> but it's a tradition that we love. Hey, you have a monorail. That's pretty cool. We do yeah. have a monorail. One other song after singing that one that I uh, will forever think of my mother because she'd sing it whenever someone did something special or someone did something that she's proud of. It is the I'm Proud of You song. And it goes by Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Is it really by Mr. Rogers? Yes. Oh my gosh, Jake, really? You didn't know that? <laughs> I did not make that connection. Wow. Well, this is to me my mom's song. It's I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I hope that you are proud of you too. Yep. So see, traditions that are meaningful do not have to cost any money at all. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely on a spectrum. So you know, making sure that there's a good mix of fun, meaningful, big, small, everything in between. Um, again, it comes down to what's important to you, your spouse, your kids. What meaning do you want to give it? And then how do you execute it? That's it. Yep. And make everyone feel welcomed. Everyone feel loved. Exclude no one and, and leave that door open wide so that anyone and everyone can join because it's always that much more fun. Yep. That's right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marilee, for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks, Mom. Righty. You killed it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we will see everyone next week.